news from the UK and Spain. Europe calling. So a very good day, welcome to all our listeners. It's the 4th of May and it's nice and sunny. So in a second or two I'll be calling Terry and we'll find out what the weather's been like down the mountains at Alfaz del P. So, a very good day. Welcome to you, Terry. It's nice and sunny here at the top of the mountains. Uh, what's it like halfway up? <laughs> very nice. Nice blue sky. A bit cool. The weather, the wind's a bit cool, but uh, I had a good walk this morning. It was very, very pleasant. Very pleasant. Yeah, it still seems very, very strange. The weather does not seem what you really expect here in Spain, but... Um, Okay, let's go straight away then, and we'll find out uh, what we've got for you this week. Okay, so it is Europe calling, which gives me a little bit of uh, license to go to the Italian government, expecting its debts to rise above 159% of GDP later this year, the highest figure in a century. To support its members in the, the EU has agreed to a 672 billion, that's uh, 585 billion pounds rescue package named the Recovery and Resilience Facility. This consists of 312.5 billion, uh, 271.9 billion pounds worth of grants and 360 billion in euros, 313 billion in pounds in loans. Each members have been asked to submit recovery plans to access this money, though they must meet strict criteria. We've heard that before, of course. So far, submissions have been received from Italy, from Belgium, from Austria and Slovenia. Italy is asking for 191.5 billion at 140.5 billion pounds worth of grants and loans to re- to support recovery. The European Commission website states the Italian plan is structured around six areas: digitalization, innovation, competitiveness and culture, green revolution and ecological transition, infrastructure for sustainability mobility, and education and research, cohesion and inclusion and health. Terry, we did talk about it. You were pretty keen on the idea that at some time this year we would see quite a few of the states asking for financial help uh, and moving towards maybe their own version of Brexit. What do you think of what you've seen? I'm amazed at the amount that Italy's uh, uh, going to get. I mean, I'm thinking of uprooting and shooting off to Italy, I think, because a very little of that, I would imagine, as usual, will filter down to the to the people, the man in the street and the families to support the families. Large amount, I can only assume that enormous amounts of that will be pocketed somewhere along the line. I know I, say, I, know I do sound a bit strange on this one, but I've seen it happen so many times. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's a massive gravy train. I, I just wonder how much, percentage-wise, uh, this is going to be grant money 
and how much has got to be paid back because the EU previously all but bankrupted Greece with giving them in the inverted commas money and goods and stuff and then uh, of course they want it paying back which they couldn't do uh, if, well I'm just I'm flabbergasted I really am I really am Looking at those areas that they're talking about, uh, uh, digitalization. Um, I mean, basically, I, I think that's not a lot more than everybody going over to computers, isn't it? Those that maybe are lacking behind a little bit with the technology, I've got to get on board and uh, they're being made to use the technology whether they like it or not. I think that's probably what that means. Do, do you have any other ideas? Well, uh, well, yeah. The bottom line is uh, is broadband uh, to everybody. Everybody must have access to the internet. Um, we've seen that now, obviously, with, with the COVID, with the kids learning uh, from home. They had to have computers, which they probably didn't have. And so, in, in the UK, especially, the government uh, supplied them with computers at home, and a lot of charities were set up to supply the kids with computers, so they could carry on studying because without a computer there was no studying and without any broadband and, and decent uh, uh, internet capacity there isn't any communication or studying anyway so I imagine that's what it's going for because the bottom line is uh, this is so important for any government because it gives them control control of everything you know yourself now you move you move your money around at, at a click of a button on your computer you don't, I haven't been to a bank for 15 months obviously because of covid but i've not set foot in a bank or most other places for that matter for the last 15 months and it's proven to me i don't have to i would like to there's one or two issues i like to have a chat with but i'll just put them on the back burner and i'll do it when things are a bit safer but it just shows uh we will end it'll end up with a cashless society and then the government have got complete control over everybody yeah um yeah, I think that's where it's going. But I wonder why they call it digitalization, because quite frankly, um, that is really not a concept that many people would immediately relate to. Well, it is. And you've just got to think that instead of getting a bill or a, uh, an instruction through the post, it's digitized and it's sent to you via registered email. Like here in Spain, we all have a personal um, code that's purely peculiar to us. Uh, for accessing and, for, uh, and fulfilling uh, government procedures. And it's, it's, it's tied to one particular computer. You have to designate that computer and only access these government pages from your computer using your digital code. They've got you. Um, that's it. Big Brother's got you then. It, they, can, they can do anything they wish. I haven't got a problem with that. I think it's only people with something to hide. Uh, uh, are going to be a bit worried but uh, it is just more and more control that's the, the worrying side of it and the hands that it slips into which is the dark side of it is hands, whose hands our information slips into And how would you give your grandson for example a few bob for um, pocket money how would that work? Well you, you don't put a pound note in a, in a birthday card anymore I send a, a transfer, either A, he's got a bank account opened up in his in his own name, or invariably I send it through to his parents. I send a transfer through to the parents with instructions for them to give it to the kiddie or buy the kiddie something. Um, you know, the pound note doesn't go in the, in the, in the old days. You've got, you've, got, you've got your birthday card out of the envelope. First thing you did was shake it upside down. Mm -hmm. OK, what about innovation then? Where do you see that one? 
Well, I don't know. You can read into you can you can do anything with that. The innovation is 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 expanding people's brain power to try and invent invent more things. And we've certainly uh, because of the, the duress of the, the of the COVID we've been under, uh, many things in the medical world have have in leaps and bounds pro- progressed enormously uh, to, to to the result that we've now been vaccinated uh, to keep the the COVID. Uh, at bay, shall we say, uh, from giving us poor health. And it seems to be working extremely well. Whereas previously, it would take years for a, for a, for a vaccine to, to get marketed and, and out on the streets. But just as the Second World War pushed us through a, a whole century, as far as I'm concerned, of innovations. So the word innovation is, is extremely important. It needs feeding. You need money to research and develop things. Apart from the fact that you know developing the ideas, uh, the idea that you should be looking for ways of bettering uh, your way of life by innovative methods. So hopefully the innovations is, is going to be some form of grants uh, to the universities, to the colleges, and private individuals as well as governments. Okay. Um, now then, we look at competitiveness and culture. Competitiveness, yes, and that's fairly straightforward. Uh, culture. I mean, we seem to be allowing people to go round breaking. Uh, our cultural traditions left, right and centre. Plus, of course, it would appear that um, there are aspects of this lockdown which have been totally contrary to what would be the cultural activity here in Spain. Well, uh, that's the dangerous one, isn't it? We've, we've, we've seen council culture. We've seen all manner of, uh, of weird goings on in the last uh, 18 months um, regarding culture, regarding people wishing to rewrite history. Um I'm very wary on that one. I mean, what, what, where's where's that kind of money going to go to? Mm. Another one that's uh, rather strange is the cohesion and inclusion, um, which basically means money will be going to rather strange projects to have all sorts of weird things be acceptable when really they're not acceptable. Sorry, I missed that again. Did you say that again, Vince? Yeah, uh, if you're going to actually headline cohesion and inclusion... What you're basically saying is if you come up, if we come up with any new ideas, doesn't matter what it is, um, you, you know, it's going to just uh, stretch the imaginations even further to see how far we can get away from what we've lived as for maybe all the time up to this pandemic. You know, we've got... Well, the bottom, sorry. The bottom line is money's coming from Brussels and uh, there's going to be tags and lines and strings attached. You better believe it. And uh, it, it, it's all a way of uh, giving the kids a few more sweets and make them see granddad in, in, in favourable eyes, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that money is needed, but I'm not so sure they're spending it the right way. You know? We all know where the money's needed. People are hungry. People are homeless. Uh, most of the reasons you, you read out for, for this vast amount of money to be piled into Italy, most of it, I don't see that putting roofs on people's heads and... and and food on the plate and clothes on their back. I don't see that. And that is, and, and certainly it's proven that the um, the, the medical um, grounds of, of a lot of these countries are just, Italy suffered tremendously. But we, we managed to get away with it in Spain and kept it at the door. Uh, seemed to cope extremely well, but, but they are still under a lot of pressure. So I think what well, one thing that they should have learned in all this is we really need to take a strong, hard look at uh, healthcare. Okay, Uh, we'll go next to a French Jewish judge has resigned 
this is in protest after a controversial High Court decision not to prosecute a man who killed a 65-year-old Jewish woman because uh, he was on drugs at the time. Jack Brodder quit his post at the Tribunal of Commerce of Nancy in eastern France over the decision uh, which has seen demonstrations in France and globally. I decided to resign over the ruling, which at first I couldn't believe, said Brodder, according to Le Figaro. From what the article seemed to be saying, it was that basically because this guy was high on drugs, he couldn't be accountable for what he did. Now, that is as strange as it's ever going to get. Well, that's that's a get out of jail card for every drunken driver in the world, isn't it? Well, certainly in France. You know, I was drunk out of my brains. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I really, I couldn't, when I first read that, I thought, this is... This is a joke. This is some form of April Fool. This cannot, cannot be true. Uh, I, I think it, it's bending over backwards, not to rattle the cage uh, of, of terrorists, shall we say, uh, but trying to get away from that. And to me, all it's done is he's handed a green card to Marie Le Pen and the far right in the uh, in the shortly to be had elections in France. But Macron must be really worried about that one. Okay, we come next to home and the Valencian Health Department announcing on Saturday that only 2.64% of the regional hospital beds are now occupied by COVID-19 patients. Put another way, the current overall occupancy of beds is at 69.29, of which 66.65 are non-COVID patients. And uh, the Health Minister, Anna Barthello, said that after more than a month, with the 7 and 14 day incident rate per 100,000 of population below 50. The low rate of hospital occupancy, both acute and critical, shows the region as well below the average. And she added, by being responsible, we've achieved some of the lowest hospitalisation rates in the whole country. Uh, So uh, that looks like it could be signalling ready for... Uh, maybe relaxing a little bit. Although, quite frankly, if it just means opening up to all the people coming in on planes and travelling from all around the country, um, we're back where we started, aren't we? I'm interested to see how this pans out because I think it's May the 9th the uh, state of alarm gets uh, released and uh, so-called normality can return. Though the individual uh, autonomous regions do have a certain amount of to say about that, for instance, that we're, we're still under a curfew here, like 11 o'clock at night, you, you have to be back home and tucked up in bed. Um, but they can still do that. Uh, the regional governments can still uh, impose a curfew. So uh, uh, maybe maybe that may happen. Maybe that, maybe that may relax that a little bit. I'm not too sure. What I'm worried about is the fact that we, we in Valencia province, and we do have one of the lowest incidents in Spain, uh, because we have been under a, quite a strict regime throughout all this. Andalusia, like the Costa del Sol, have released their, uh, relaxed their laws on um, hospitality quite a bit uh, back before Easter. Um, and they, 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 their cases are rising. Madrid have always uh, relaxed their, their hospitality rules and regs regarding COVID, and they've got massive, inc- they've got one of the highest infection rates in Spain. And I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Timo Puig, which is the president of Valencian Community, keeps keeps an eye on all this. I think he's got to let the, let, let the leash a little bit slacker. Um, but I do believe that he, I don't think he's stupid enough to, to kill the goose that's been laying the golden egg regarding our health. I think we've we've all done wonderfully well. We've all 
knuckle down and kept to it. I had my jab on yesterday. Thank God for that. I've been waiting for that one long enough. So I'm feel I'm breathing a bit better at the minute. Um, but but it's, I'm just hopeful that it doesn't ruin it by which happened at Easter. Of course, we had a fourth wave start, which wasn't too bad again where we were. But we weren't allowed out of our province. Yet everybody in France and Germany, etc., could jump in their cars and drive throughout Spain through every single province and theoretically uh, bring their diseases and coughs and colds with them. Um, yet we weren't allowed to leave the boundaries of our province. Uh, I did find that very, very strange. I think that's... There's only one word I can think of there. When you do something for money that's not quite right, that's called prostitution. Um, I don't want to see the, 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 the province prostituting itself um, and expending our lives accordingly. But I fully understand the economical woes, uh, which basically is tourism. That has to be fed, they have to be nurtured. Uh, like I see that relaxing. But they have said they will allow people in as long as they have a, a vaccination passport with both a proof of both vaccinations, which is fine for the, the, the older people, but the younger younger families won't be going anywhere, will they? I wouldn't have thought so. Let's go to the next one then. Won't be a second. OK, the Spanish far-right party Vox has committed to a set of demands made by the ultra-conservative Catholic organisation Hasleoia, Make Yourself Heard, uh, ahead of the Madrid regional elections. Uh, this was um, on Mo- Mo- It's actually saying March the 4th. It can't be March the 4th. It's going to be May no, the 4th. No, it's, it's today. The Madrid elections are today, May the 4th. Yeah, they've written March the 4th in the paper, but never mind. The six-point list includes a commitment to block access to the right to abortion and euthanasia and to repeal regional laws protecting people against discrimination on the basis of their sexual orientation. The Vox candidate, Rothio Monasterio, who has a close relationship with Hazte Oia, has backed the agenda, which already closely mirrors the far-right party. The first point on the list is to advance the protection of the right to life of all human beings from conception to natural death. In other words, to make it more difficult to access the rights to abortion and euthanasia. The Catholic lobby also wants women seeking an abortion in Madrid to be asked if they want to hear the fetus's heartbeat. This is a controversial practice. Vox deputy Gador Yoya has already been offering outside of abortion clinics in the region. Um, OK, this is all pretty heavy stuff. They're also calling for the repeal of all regional laws that protect LGBTQ plus people from discrimination. This would end the ban on so-called conversion therapy, which treats homosexuality as a disease that can be cured. These practices were banned by the very laws that Hazte Oir once repealed. The list also calls for the introduction of the so-called parental veto, a policy that gives parents the right to stop their children from attending complementary workshops organised during school hours. This measure, which was first proposed by Vox, means that schools need to ask for parents' permission to give talks on workshops such as safe sex and LGBTQ rights. Um... I can't say I disagree with a lot of that, by the way. So, what's your view? Uh, oh, I can hear myself. Um, but Vox is uh, Vox is 
very far right. Anti-abortion is always a tricky question. Yes, I I do see where you're coming from, Terry, because I, I know this is such a very tricky ground. Um, the euthanasia thing has taken a long time for anybody to get near, but we do seem to be getting closer um, not just with Spain, but a lot of other countries seem to be moving towards this business of uh, the euthanasia. Uh, I do think also when it comes to abortion, um, you know, uh, I never hear anybody talk much about the conception because when all said and done, if people were committed at the time that they conceived, maybe there would be less of a problem when they want to get rid of what they then cons- uh, consider to be a problem. I mean, obviously, there will be time when um, uh, there's other factors involved. But in a general sense, I think there's far too much laxity in people who think that it's just uh, fine to have a baby and then just get rid. I mean, that really, um, if we were to have a conversation and we were able to say, well, look, if uh, somebody's considering to get rid of you and I, we wouldn't be very happy, would we? No, no. The, the, the abortion uh, should be legalised, but it is not a form of conception. Uh, that's that's the that, that is the, the the sticking point. It's not a form of conception. There are times when when the child, the baby, the fetus uh, is deformed, etc. Um, um, but but I mean to 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 have an abortion because you've told you're having a, a girl and you actually want a boy. To have an abortion because you had fun last night and uh, the contraception went wrong or you didn't use contraception, that's wrong as well. Um, so there's always a, a, a big discussion over abortion. I feel that forms of abortion have to be. Otherwise, you're just going to drive it underground. Well, I think, also, that that. I think also for Sorry. me, Terry, it's this business of the quality of the family unit. I mean... A lot of what's going on, whether maybe people want to agree with what I'm saying or not, that's entirely up to them and the way they look at it. But it's pretty obvious that the family is under attack. It has been for a long time. You know my feelings of why I feel strongly about this, because obviously if you have uh, the Communist Party saying that that's the quickest way to beat capitalism, this is an ongoing assault against capitalism, of which I can now see other elements coming in. Um, I just think that really the value of life is undermined and compromised so often that uh, for politicians to actually now start making very, very firm commitments uh, shows that there are very strong feelings, aren't there? Obviously, yeah, it's a massive... um, I mean, when... I mean, the the, the date of abortion, for instance... uh, at what, at what point do you do you terminate a fetus? At what point are you killing a human being? Um, or what point are you terminating a a, a fetus uh, or a, a fetal program? Shall we say it's it's a very deep one, and I'm glad I'm not a judge having to make a decision on that one. Um, it, it's it, it's a difficult one, um, but certainly with the euthanasia, uh, I have I've seen no point. In, uh, I mean, my mother, bless her, when she died, she was, she thankfully she just literally passed away in front of me. She sat in the chair and passed away. But had she not, she we were told we were down for six weeks. Uh, uh, well, she was down for six weeks of help, and we would because she was living with us, so we would have six weeks of hell looking after her as well, which was completely unnecessary. But thankfully, she just passed away. 
Um, but so I do believe in euthanasia. I really do. I do not see the point. You you would not let your own animal suffer, would you? No. You wouldn't say that your, your dog's yelping and yelping and yelping. You can't do anything with it. You wouldn't leave it yelping and yelping for weeks and months on end. You would take it to a vet to have it put down. Um, so I'm, I'm in favour of that one. I hope the wife's not listening. <laughs> so, but uh, I'm in favour of that one. But Vox are, are just really... They're making a point of pushing themselves out there that they are not the other parties. I think this is where... This is what I think they're doing. In so much they want, they want the, the, the vote for the people who are, are completely fed up and disenfranchised with the parties in, in general or the ones they used to vote for. Uh, like Labour lost so many seats because of Jeremy Corbyn, yet nobody in Labour seemed to see what was going on uh, until it was too late. Uh, but So people voted, I mean, complete the northern areas that never voted Conservatives in their life or never had a Conservative MP were suddenly voted for Conservative MPs. It wasn't because they wanted a Conservative MP. Well, they I can did also, not want the Labour one. I can also see uh, through through the Spanish social media that an awful lot of people are beginning to see through Pablo Iglesias and the uh, the way that Podemos have dragged uh, the PSOE, the Labour Party, right further and, uh, and further left. So it, it then begs the question whether or not um, Vox is as far right as maybe it's being suggested and maybe it's just a question of really they've gone so far out to the left somebody's got to bring them back in. Yeah, but it's like I said, I really think they're setting up a party that's not like the others. I mean, you've got PP and PSOE, which were always black and white, chalk and cheese, totally different, but they weren't. We knew that because all the years I've been here under a PP government or a PSOE government, I can't tell the difference. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no difference uh, between them. No, no noticeable difference for whoever was in part in, in government. In government. Um, but then you get the far left. Podemos come along, and then you get the Theodoranos, which was supposed to be a centre party that moved more to the right. And then the, the whole situation was getting blurred. It was a multi-choice um, voting system. If you like, what colour do you want to vote for? So I think it's only logical that the Podemos gained ground because they moved, they occupied a space that's been unoccupied. So Vox, I think, have done the other. They're moving far right to a point that's an area that's, that's been unoccupied since since Franco's days. And that is the worrying part about it. No one in their right mind would like to see a Vox party uh, governing Spain. But if it, if it helps bang the heads of these politicians together, to get them to pull together and start trying to run the country instead of ruin the country, then all all the better. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the in, in these the Madrid uh, elections today. Very interesting to see what happens. Of course, the point for me is that when a country can run without a government for over a year, it doesn't really yeah. speak volumes of any of the governments so far, does it? Really, it's just a big gravy train, Vince. It's just a map. Once you're an MP, or once you're <laughs> Once you're on the on the books of the town hall, etc., etc., there's 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 massive uh, payback for your pensions, uh, security of, of of your your wages. It, it's 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 a it's a it's a civil service is a job to be had in Spain. There's no doubt about it. And we have more civil servants in Spain than any other country in Europe. Yeah. Any other country. It, it's just absolutely outrageous. The, 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 the cost that it costs us, which is reflected in, in as a businessman myself, 
is reflected in what it costs me to employ people because they pay I they charge me to employ people because they need that money to pay for the civil service it's way oversubscribed the well, civil service I don't know how they're going to do it <laughs> well I mean what wants with... it. nobody wants it I the government don't want it what with the COVID uh, surplus that's being added in many places, and if you bother to check your Aqualia bills, they seem to have suddenly bumped up. Um, I mean, basically, it's almost as if they've got uh, carte blanche to just put prices up and not be sort of um, accounted for. I mean, it just really... Well, yeah, study your bills, but you're quite right. that We're talking about the water and electric bills. Yes. You actually study your bills and see what you're paying for the actual water part of my water bill is probably something like 20%. The rest of it is charges, surcharges, taxes on surcharges, taxes on taxes on surcharges, uh, and money for, for the gravy boat. Yeah. It's, it's just outright and ditto with the, with the electrics. It's absolutely outrageous. And, and I really hope that somebody, talking about innovation, somebody grabs this by the proverbials and shakes it and gets it moving in the right direction because... You know, in the end, some some famous queen was supposed to have said, uh, let them eat cake, or brioche, mm. <laughs> let them eat cake, and she ended up losing her head. So uh, you can only push a, a country so far. Yeah. We've been absolutely ripped. So on my electric bill is now, per month, what it used to be every two months, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, the, the prices have, have gone ridiculous. And, um, I, I mean, throughout the pandemic and the lockdown, the people who basically are getting no money and are also still being expected to pay the bills, which has been really nonsensical because sooner or later something's going to give. Listen, if I haven't got any money and I'm having to pay taxes, uh, which from, from on a business I haven't got anymore because I've lost it for a variety of reasons... And I'm going down the tubes, you lose your house, which has happened in the past. You lose your house, you lose uh, lose everything, and you've got no food on the table. You're going to go out robbing. It's going to happen. You got, you're going to do it. There's no other recourse. You're going to force people to, to break the law. Uh, and that cannot happen. Somebody's... It's, it's completely wrong. The whole government system in Spain is totally irrespective of the, the colour of the party, because I don't give a monkey as if it was the left or the far right, they'd both be jumping on the gravy train exactly the same. doesn't make an ounce of difference. But somebody's got to take this one and shake it and, and, and have the cojones to get this put right. OK, so I'm going to go... It's going to happen in my lifetime, but I really hope it does. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Don't worry. Um, researchers have concluded that the rock concert for 3,000 people in Barcelona was not a super spreader. The concert featured the band Love of Lesbian, took place at the Palau San Jordi. Uh, this was on March the 27th. There was no social distancing at the event, but face masks had to be worn in order to attend. And the concert goes had to either take an antigen test at the site or present the negative results of a test done in the previous eight hours. The concert was part of a pilot study conducted by the research team at uh, Germans Trias. Puyol Hospital, which presented the findings on Tuesday. Of the 5,000 attendees, only six coronavirus cases were detected. And this uh, is from Josep Maria Libre, a member of the hospital department against infectious diseases. Uh, so it was also further determined that four of the cases had not been caught at the concert. 
So uh, that, um, with what happened in Liverpool over the weekend in mind, um, what do you think of that news? Yeah, I'm very good. I'm very pleased to hear it. That's a, that's a sure, it's very brave of them to do it and a sure indication that things are moving in the right direction. Uh, I'm very pleased to hear it. Yeah, I've, I've, I see the Minister of Sport in Spain, I can't remember now, a lady, I think she's the lady minister, has declared that she doesn't want the football grounds to be opened up to the public. Obviously, she doesn't follow football. <laughs> well, she, she wouldn't have... Uh, if she'd seen what happened in Manchester, maybe that sort of prompted her comments. Yeah, yeah. OK. Um, as storms battered the region here last Sunday night, one of Benidorm's famous skyscrapers received a direct hit, which led to a fire that started uh, in a metre reading box. Fortunately, nobody was hurt, but the moment when the lightning struck was caught on camera and obviously people began to put it on the internet. Firefighters confirmed on Monday they had been called out just after midnight to the 30-floor Balcon de Poniente tower block. And by 1am, they had the fire under control, which I think is a particularly commendable considering how high they have to go for that. What did you think? Well, it depends how I did they have to go. The, well, Where uh, was the fire? I, it was the, certainly... The, the, the point I have, uh, uh, if, if you're living in a tower block in Benidorm, I think anywhere over 12 floors, no, listen to that, I think it's anywhere over eight floors, so they can't get you out. This is what we saw with the, with the Grenfell Tower, um, horrendous fire in London. There's no way of getting people out above a certain height. Uh, uh, it just can't be done. Now, there were systems, because I got involved with one, or not that I was building it, but there was a block I was working on. They, were the, they wanted to install, uh, it was almost like, imagine a canvas tube. And you literally, it was an escape escape route. You literally jump into this canvas tube. Uh, and basically, it's like, it's, imagine a canvas tube slightly twisted. Yeah. So it caused, it caused friction. So it slowed you down. Obviously, friction causes heat, so there's a bit of a problem there. But it slowed it slowed you down, going down to the to the lower, get you off a high floor to a low floor. Um, I think if you have got flames burning around your head, you're just going to do it anyway. Um, but I don't really know if that. Well, I don't think it did ever take off. To be honest with you, mm. I don't I don't I don't know of any other blocks where they were going to put it in. But the, that is the problem. There is you can have all the the fire engines you want whizzing round, but they're only going to get to a certain height. Uh, they, they certainly can't get 30, 30 stories up. You know, that, that's, a, that, that's a horrendous high. Yeah. OK, uh, can you imagine this in Alginet on the Ribaralta County in Valencia? Five Guardia Seville patrols turned up in the town square after they were alerted by residents who had seen hooded men with guns going into the town hall building. The Guardia Seville agents uh, surrounded the building, but after a few tense minutes realised the only shooting taking in place inside was for Power Boys, a new TV series due to be streamed in 2022. The town's mayor has apologised for not al alerting the authorities that they would be filming. And, um, I mean, I, I just find that absolutely ludicrous to think that that was allowed. Well, this, this is unbelievable. Um I'll, I laughed my watches off when I read it, but it could have been so tragic. Uh, as you know, all our police wear, wear, wear weapons. They've all got guns. And uh, you get up to the, to the, the higher police, they have uh, all sorts of assault rifles. And the whole country being edgy on uh, the, the idea of the terrorism, etc. 
uh, they're very lucky not to have uh, had a serious problem there. To to be to be uh, filming, um, fighting and shooting going on within a um, it was a town hall, wasn't it? Within a town hall building. Yeah. With your bangs and flashes in the middle of the night, and they were so lucky that, that, that somebody in the Guardia Civil had the brains to go and check it out before they went in and started shooting everybody. Yeah, absolutely brain dead, especially when the mayor. Don't forget, in Spain, the mayor is in charge of the local police. Yeah. So something something very, very wrong went there. Yeah. Went, went wrong there, that's for sure. OK, off to the UK, and strict regulations on the use of household wood burners were implemented in England today. Uh, this was, I think, on Friday. As part of the government's green initiative, curbs have been placed on the sale of house coal and wet wood to try and tackle air pollution. There are more than 1.5 million wood-burning stoves in the UK. Uh, wood-burning stoves and open fires are not being banned, but users will have to find cleaner fuel alternatives in order to fire them up. The changes mean bags of coal and wet wood, which are less than two cubic metres, can no longer be sold. Larger volumes of wet wood must now be sold alongside advice on how to dry it properly before burning. Retailers who do not provide customers with the correct information could receive a £300 fixed penalty line from their local authority or a fine for more than £300 if the offence is more severe. The new regulations and threats of fines have triggered angry responses. Um, one is saying, I've had a wood burner for eight years and to me it's a free heat, so what? no way would I give it up. And another comment, here, here, mate, just another stealth tax. That's what they're trying to do. Wonder if they will do a scrappage scheme and give people free solar panels or heat pumps. Um, had you heard about that, Terry? I did, yeah, already. I was quite surprised because um, I'm, I'm old enough to remember the, the smokes in Birmingham. A when, and, uh, and Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can pitch. I've still got vivid memory. I thought it was really exciting when I was a kid. I'll be about six or seven, I suppose. I mean, I literally... We lived on the main road and uh, the double-decker buses, uh, the, there was a bus stop right outside our house. So our front door was about five metres from the from the pavement. And I remember hearing a bus pull up, being stood outside my front door, but I couldn't see it. I've got a vivid memory of that. And, of course, the acrid smell of the smoke, which I've just got memories of it being quite exciting. That's a nice, funny smell. But, of course, having to go to, to, to school in that, I mean, literally walking like a blind man down the road, uh, to try and find where you were going but it was ridiculously dangerous thinking about it um where i lived i was in a slightly higher part and then i had to walk downhill to get to the school which obviously got thicker and thicker as the, as the, the more you went down but uh i do remember them but then after that we sold that house we moved out of the country we didn't have that problem again but it went on in london for quite some time and then people stopped obviously coal coal mining was stopped and, uh, that's when Thatcher had all the problems with the miners. So coal, that's back, what, 50 years ago. Coal mining gets stopped and then um, and then nothing's heard about it. And all of a sudden people have got wood-burning stoves. I mean, everybody had wood Everybody had wood burners. You know, everybody had an open fireplace. We had the coal, of course. We weren't burning wood. We didn't got any wood. Well, you of course... coal and you got, used to get the fire... Like, not the fire, you used to make uh, twills with the newspaper and well, then get the, get the fire started when I come home from school. And, uh, and 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 sit around that. That was your only heat in the house. 
Well, we were well, that was quite quaint to have a wood turner in it. Sorry, Vince. Yeah, I was going to say we were the uh, heart, lung, and heart disease capital of Europe at one time, and a lot of that was down to the mists and the fog over the Mersey, and it it was really, really quite bad. But to expect people to change overnight, I mean, it just can't be done, can it? No, well, well, they've been on the Argo cookers. They've been selling these things. They're quite quaint, I suppose. You know, it's a big thing. Oh, look, there's a, they're having a wood burner fitted. Bloody hell, it's going back a bit. We, we were ripping them out and putting gas fires in when I was a kid. But, uh, well, there can't be that many of them, Vince. I wouldn't have thought there was that many that make a, a big enough problem. But, again, I suppose the PC brigade have been out there. Of course. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you'd expect that. So let's go next to uh, the moment police pulled an elderly Christian preacher off his podium and arrested him for making homophobic statements after supporters say he refused to stop reading from the Bible about how God wanted families to be headed by a father and a mother. Two women can be heard shouting, this is a Christian country, as two policemen led the 71-year-old man away when he refused to stop addressing the crowd. This was outside Uxbridge Station in West London. Police said... They'd received complaints the man had been making allegedly homophobic comments and arrested him under the Public Order Act, which can be used under the vague proviso that someone is using abusive or insulting words that cause harm to someone else. He was later released without charge. A statement posted to a Christian Facebook his supporters uh, had written whilst he was preaching, he expounded the final verses of Genesis declaring that God's purpose in creating mankind was to set human beings in families headed by a father and a mother, not by two fathers or by two mothers. The distinction within mankind or just of just two genders, male and female, made in the image of God constitutes the essence of God's created order. Um, comments, uh, very interestingly, absolutely disgraceful that British police can arrest someone for saying what he thinks. In writing, 1984, Orwell's main goal was to warn of the serious danger totalitarianism poses to society. He goes to great lengths to demonstrate the terrifying degree of power and control of a totalitarian regime can acquire and maintain. We're experiencing this now. Then, further down, I did pick this comment up, which I thought was interesting. And Bert, 24-year-old, this man has the right to speak his mind and share his beliefs in a peaceful way. I'm gay, and I am not offended by his views. I respect his right to share them and would gladly join a healthy debate. This woke culture is ruining the democracy and freedom that our forebears fought so hard for and gave their lives for. However, my sympathies are with the police as they are being bashed from all quarters and damned if they do, damned if they don't. And yet they are the first people we call when we're in trouble. Uh, that um, is quite a disturbing one because realistically uh, you can see that the older people still believe it's a Christian country. That's long since finished. Um, but just as people would not be allowed to stop maybe um, another religion s s preaching, I think it seems that there are rules that immediately ban the Christian way of doing it. Well, it is. I disagree. The UK is still a Christian country, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, no, no it isn't, Terry. 
It, it isn't. I mean, uh, it was it was a policy that was pursued both both by Thatcher and then Tony Blair, and then ever since they've called themselves a a, a multicultural society. Well, sectarian, which means that you accept that all religions. That's not a problem. But you see, as far as the police are concerned, it's far easier to drag one bloke off than to arrest the twenty people who are complaining about him. Uh, I just wonder if the, if the tables were turned, if somebody was preaching the fact that uh, it's it's it, it, two men should be the the, uh, the parents of a child or two women should be the parents of a child rather than a man and a woman, and then people in the audience complaining about that. I wonder if the police would drag drag them away. You're quite right. It's the PC brigade again, and the political correctness. So I have to think uh, it's the media uh, that are creating all this crap at the minute because by publicising and going to great efforts to, to publicise these ridiculous situations that we're seeing nightly on, on, on your television set it's just it just it, it's, it's heading towards to, well it, it's, self, it's a self-fulfilled prophecy of 1984 and they're creating it and they'll be the first to report on it at the end oh yeah we've got 1984 now look what we got oh I'm afraid journalism and the media are actually Propagating it—it's—it's it's ridiculous, absolutely outrageous. But yeah, that's another section needs to needs to take itself in hand. If if the the media won't won't police itself, then it needs policing. Let Let's go back to that business though of a book that everybody has been encouraged to grow up and follow, and uh, in it it does state the, the way that you know we're supposed to behave and what um, you know the teachings of Jesus and and. The Christian faith uh, believe in, um, you know, what really can you stop? How can you stop somebody from standing and delivering what's in that book unless you ban the book? Uh, well, this is where you've gone wrong, Vince. You, obviously, you don't realise that the book you're referring to being the Bible, uh, as you as it's been published and printed, and you've written, you've read as a child, and so has all your ancestors, was not the original version. The people will tell the original version had in it that men could marry men, women could marry women, uh, and, and not a problem at all. But that's been obviously, obviously when can you verify? Could, could you be any other way? Can it? Could you verify that? Uh, no, but I don't have to, Vince. I've only got to put it on the paper, and that'll be it. Uh, look, I think the trouble is, you see, just like uh, maybe uh, many others will say something that's, uh, you know, quite outrageous to the way that we were brought up. I'm not saying, by the way, that you're wrong, because basically I that's the first time I've heard that. I would imagine we're talking about a totally different world, which was before the, the Bible, which was supposed to tell us how to behave. I mean, at the end of the day, if you haven't got this particular faith, you're not going to feel it as much. The same as the Muslim faith can be uh, maybe uh, like a powder keg over certain things that we don't believe in. It, it, this, uh, sadly, uh, I, I'm not a church-going person. Uh, I'm an agnostic, but I believe in I believe in a supreme being, uh, and I listen to people of all faiths, and I'm very interested by all faiths. Um, I'm disgusted by certain people who who do who hijack a faith and use it for their own ambitions. Um, but there's nothing wrong with, with with Islam. There's nothing wrong with Christianity, and, and and many other faiths. They all believe in a supreme being. My point is, it doesn't matter whether you call it God, Allah, or Buddha. I don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter from the pure point of view, Vince, that nobody, 
knows. Nobody knows that the book you're referring to is the book that we should all be living to. It's a great book, and it's a wonderful book, uh, and it works. So why break it? But you've got a handful of people in, in recent years who are twisting and turning this round, not just the Bible, but the Quran as well, twisting and turning it to, for their own base, for their own base interests uh, and ruining the, ruining the whole bloody world. It, it's awful. That, that's what needs to be stopped. There's no wrong with religion. I mean, in Rome, these God knows how many gods. You've only got to walk down from the from from the from the Colosseum uh, through the Comrades Court now, through the area where there's all the different temples, all the different gods they had. They all respected each other's gods. You wandered down and wandered into the temple and prayed to wherever god you wanted to pray to. That's not a problem. Which is still the same, really, in Singapore, isn't it? I've no idea. Yeah, it is. It is. You can just walk around and visit the temples and go inside and be, you know, usually. Well, I think that's wonderful. I really do. I, I, I have no problem with religion. I think. It, I think. I, I wish I was a, I had a devout faith because the power and the strength that you must get from that, certainly in the times that we've been going through in the last couple of years, uh, must be wonderful. Uh, I. I uh, I rest my faith on the fact that I, I know that there's a supreme being. Who it is, what it is, it doesn't matter, at all. Okay, uh, well that's not, why I'm, I'm interested in different religions. Okay, well not we're not that far apart, but we're looking at maybe no. who is behind this, and Chinese. It's a handful in, of people, Vince, isn't it? Well, I'm it's, reading. It's a small handful of people. I'm reading again. Chinese investors okay. have spent at least 134 billion on UK assets, including private schools, infrastructure businesses and top ranked British firms. And investors and businesses based in China or Hong Kong are now own stakes in key infrastructure businesses such as Thames Water, Heathrow Airport, UK Power Networks, according to the Sunday Times. As much as 57 billion also invested in FTSE 100 uh, companies, according to the same source. And some of the prestigious uh, private schools they've invested in, including Thetford Grammar School, Bournemouth Collegiate, to the tune of around 10 billion. The Chinese spending spree has boomed since 2019, according to the paper. Almost half of the purchases uncovered in the investigation with data provider Argus Vicker are said to have taken place in the last two years, and at least 44 billion of the purchases are by Chinese state-owned businesses, the paper reports. Now, from that information that we've got, my guess is that if you want to get inside the schools and start changing the curriculum, that will be one way you can do it. And that might give us a clue as to another area where there is an influence which is coming from China. Well, think of all the whole idea of China. Uh, it's gone past the little red book stage. It's, it's a massive capitalist country. There's masses and masses of trillions and trillions and zillions uh, uh, of dollars being made there on a daily basis. And that is no good sitting in a Chinese bank sitting in China. They have to invest it. They invest it throughout the world. And they're very clever because they know that five-letter word that I love, money, rules everything. And they know that money is power. And you can use that for your own personal benefits, your own political benefits, your own religious benefits, and get power take things over, buy establishments. I understand where you're coming from, where curriculums could be changed, but I find that a bit far, uh, a bit far stretched. What I can understand is that people being uh, 
I think most people, I would imagine that most families nowadays, if they had the money, would send their children to private school. And certainly the country's more affluent than it used to be. Private school was, I never, I never heard of a private school when I was a kid. Everyone went to the, the local school. Mm. Uh, I went to, a, I managed to end up at a, at a grammar school, quite a good one, uh, for some reason or other. But it certainly wasn't a private school. But now the, 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 there must be hundreds and hundreds more private schools in the UK than there used to be. That is money. It's business. Okay, the, the one, fees, the one the area the people are charging these schools is money. Terry, the one area where we do have a quite a different uh, viewpoint on this is you seem to be of the opinion. I'm not saying that you are, by the way, but that's the way it comes over to me that communism has disappeared. I'm totally convinced and. Um, there's nothing going to shake my conviction that what communism is doing, both here in Spain and in the UK, they are trying different methods to get themselves into the position where they can affect your bit of freedom, your democracy, your capitalism. That's, I believe, what's going on. I don't think we're going to see eye to eye on it, but that's how I see it. Well, I mean, would you say North Korea was a communist country? Well, it's a dictatorship, isn't it? But then again, oh, it doesn't make a difference. What, what, what we want to, they're all dictators. Well, uh, any communist country is going to be a dictatorship. Let me come but to it's, Let me just come to this being, point. How, how the point I'm making is that if Korea appears to be such a poor country that there are people living in abject poverty, uh, and of course the the, 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 the the ruling class have all the money, but what the hell are you going to do with all your money? There's only, there's only so much Johnny Walker Black Label you can buy. Uh, but they're not uh, spending it on Johnny Walker Black Label. They're spending on on armaments to come and try and take over this part of the world. You only have to look and, invent, and then subjugate us to poverty, which means if we're poor, we're not going to be buying anything. Well, it, now, it, it now does, you're it getting work that way, Vince. No, but you're you're now saying mind. something that you probably can't see is likely to to happen because unfortunately no. there is something afoot, and when you press me into giving you the answer about the North Korean um, uh, meritocracy, if you like. Uh, don't forget the uh, the fascist, the dictator and the communist chiefs. It's not a continuum. It's a line that joins up round the back. They're the same, but with different... Of course they are. So, therefore, there's no reason to not suspect what's going on. I don't it's, think... It's, we, power I, by, it's power by any means, Vince. we we, we, we started off today's chat talking about the Madrid elections and the far left and the far right. It's all to gain power of Madrid, which is a, a big influential area. It's power. And so whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter whether you're coming from the far left or the far right. You end up trying to create a dictatorship. Uh, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make any difference. Okay, they're, they're all trying to. I can't totally. Dis- I can't us. totally disagree with that, by the way, um, but, but 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 I do see that that this is quite similar to what's happening anyway. I mean, realistically, um, the Chinese communist. If you if you look at what they want and they tell people that they've got to do, um, they, they are definitely infiltrating in all different parts of both the UK and probably we're not quite sure yet just how much they've infiltrated here. I do think we're we're walking blind into an area where we're just letting them take over. That's my feeling. Well, I don't, that's never really going to happen, Vince, because there's more people with more money, therefore more power, who aren't communists. <laughs> Listen, we couldn't... The, 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 problem, the problem that I see is that the money is in too few hands. 
that 99% of the money is in less than 1% of the population. That That is the problem. Whereas they used to have loads of different business people and they probably had earning good money, etc., with their companies, hundreds and thousands of, 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 of well, managing directors and chairmen, etc., they've all been amalgamated into huge lumps, huge lumps, massive amounts of money. And at the end of that, at the top of that pyramid, there's always that one person controlling. It's becoming a series of mini dictators. And they're, they're, they're warring against themselves. Bill Gates and, and Apple are forever having battles together. Uh, and it, it's, it, that is where, rather than states having war, I think you're going to, we'll end up having the major, the major companies of this world going to war against each other. Well, the capitalist countries have always had the same uh, distribution of wealth. The, the top 1% with about 99% of the wealth. It's always been that way, Terry. No, but no, I don't think so. It's because I, mean, I grew up in, in where where you could uh, business, you, you uh, free enterprise was really encouraged, and I thought, what well, I've been doing all my life, and but I, I, I could, if, well, fifty years ago, if I was the age I am now, fifty years ago, I would have a nice little company, living really, really quite well, uh, and be quite happy with my lot. But now. It's a case of that I'll be I'll be forced to amalgamate with another company, or somebody will buy me out, and then and then you end up with almost like pyramid selling. It'd be these series of huge mountains rather than hundreds of thousands of small hills, and it's the one at the top of the mountain that wields the power. Uh, I mean, Bill Gates, I don't think is is a bad guy, but. God, the amount of money that he's got, can you imagine if he was a bad guy? Well, his wife, obvi- his wife obviously doesn't totally agree that he's a good guy, does well, she? Yeah, well, I'm surprised <laughs> he's taken that long. Have you got that much money? <laughs> I've got two quick stories I wanted to quickly uh, just discuss with you. First one yeah. was a gang of feral schoolboys pushing a 74-year-old pensioner into the freezing River Mersey. And uh, the youths targeted this elderly guy as he was enjoying a rest from walking. And um, unfortunately, you know, they just decided they are going to kick him into the icy water. Once they'd spotted him at around about 2.30 p.m. and they charged into the back of him. Fortunately, a couple of girls were going past. But I mean, this is just the sort of behaviour that unfortunately um, is so bizarre to think that these guys, these kids, I think they were 15 year olds um yeah. you know it's just disgusting what they they think is acceptable now it's, uh, i'm a bit old-fashioned this way i mean the isle of man wasn't that long ago where they were birching people you, you get a public birching uh I, I really really think these are the cases you to, to a to punish the person that's doing it but the most important thing of all is to prove to other kids who just might be tempted to do something as bad as that and what they're going to get and they might just think twice because the minute uh, they, I haven't got a clue about this what happened now that sounds awful but I just maybe these kids were caught uh, and decide what they're going to get Vince nothing well exactly I nothing mean- at all uh, we could extend that into the Manchester United um, protest, but unfortunately, that's another oh, yeah, program. I saw all those wonderful, thoughtful people climbing all over the stadium with carrier bags full of booze. Yeah, they're really uh, getting into it. It's a shame because it gets again another another reaction gets used by a minority. Okay, so I've got the last one. That those. Yeah, uh, the last one is a drug dealing son of the hate preacher Abu Hanza was jailed for four years after he was caught with cocaine. Um, MDMA and uh, various other 
drugs worth £30,000 at his home. He's one of the eight children of the hook-handed cleric, um, who is obviously eking out his days in solitary confinement. And um, this guy that was caught with the drugs when police executed a non-drugs-related search warrant at his 1,600-a-month studio flat in Park Royal North West London, uh, under the oven kickboard in his kitchen, officers found the uh, top quality cocaine, etc., etc. Basically, uh, I mean, th- this just goes on and on. This guy is toxic, and it looks like he's got two of his quid kids already have proved to be the same. Um, wh- what does it power take? Makes money and money makes power. Vince, he got power by using his toxic rhetoric and obviously getting people to fund his uh, his actions. And he's obviously still happening, and he's uh, still making money of it. I just like to see uh, under their, their 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 obscene idea of Islamic law, what punishment could be meted out on them? Because I don't think they uh, they don't really approve of drugs, do they? Well, I'm not going to make a comment. I'll just tell you he was jailed for four years and to serve at least half before considered for release on licence. I mean, is that really going to stop him? No, it's going to inconvenience him. I think um, if we bother to look at um, the likes of Line of Duty, we'll see that uh, there's usually a little bit more to everything, isn't there? Well, the the punishment is just wrong, as far as I'm concerned. The punishment should uh, fit the crime, especially him being being, uh, obviously of influence if he's... His father is that, that evil guy who's, like, who's in the States, and he's in America. Um, he, he's, he's in prison, hopefully, for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if he's living in a, such an expensive apartment like that, then uh, there's something very wrong there somewhere. OK, Terry, we've tried to put the world to rights in our various oh, ways. <laughs> it's always something to look forward to. Thanks for being with me, Terry, and stay safe. Great. Cheers, Vince, mate. Thank you.